Need help with a legal problem? Or maybe you have a problem and want to know if a lawyer can help? The North Australian Aboriginal Justice Agency, NAJA, empowering Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and communities across the Northern Territory by providing free legal services in a way that respects you and your culture. It's the NAJA Legal Show on Karma Radio. Good evening to all our listeners across Central Australia, the Central Arundel people and then the Barclay region, the Warramungal people. From Kintor to Alperulam, Murujulu to Elliot and all the families out there in the remote, remote communities, you're listening to the Naja Legal Show on Karma Radio. Firstly, I'd like to acknowledge the custodians of Mbantua, Alice Springs, the Central Arundel people, and pay my respects to past and present and the fu- to the future generation. My name's Christy Bloomfield and I'm here with Bethany and Sally from our community legal education team here at NAJA. Hello, good to be here. Hi, everyone. You probably know us by Central Australian Aboriginal Legal Aid Service, CARLIS, which you may not have heard that the CARLIS services are now being delivered by the Northern Australian Aboriginal Justice Agency, NAJA. Don't worry, you don't have to go to the top end to get help. We still have the same office, the same familiar faces that you may know from CARLIS. are still at the office here in Alice Springs and in Tennant Creek. Our office is still the same at 55 Bath Street, across the road from Kmart, and Tennant Creek, 61 Patterson Crescent Street. Crescent Street. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yep, that's right, Christy. We're still at 55 Bath Street and on 51 Patterson Street. (laughs) Yeah, in Tennant Creek. As Christy was saying, uh, Bethany, Bethany, I'm Bethany, (laughs) (laughs) Sally and I are... um, both community legal education officers and as part of our job we go out into the community to schools, out bush and town camp community centres, also sometimes into the prison as well and talk to people about what their um, legal rights are and what NAJA can help with. And that's part of what we talk about as well on this show, on the NAJA Legal Show. This year we've talked a bit about people's rights with housing and what to do if they need something fixed in their house. We've talked about discrimination and how people can speak up and make a complaint about discrimination um, coming into Naja. On today's show, we're going to talk about CDP and Centrelink, and we're going to have a chat with Nicole Stobart. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. I think it's Stobart. Stobart, sorry. (laughs) She's from our Catherine office. That's why I don't know how to say her name, but (laughs) I'll get to know her more through this interview. So she's from the Naja Catherine office. So we're going to chat with her today. Yeah, that's right. So Beth and I travel out bush and talk to people about the law and their legal rights. We often travel with our civil law team. So I recently have been on two trips. The first one was to Murujulu and Docker River. And not just civil law and community legal education teams haven't been there in about four or five years. So it was great to get back there. We also went to Murujulu and did some community legal education there. And you were saying it's a beautiful drive out to Docker. I've never been. I was jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful, those yeah. ranges. I couldn't believe how beautiful it was in Docker mm. and also working in Wudajulu and just that view of all the roof. So yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Mm. And also I've been to Utopia and Amblada, which recently and 
met with some of the community out there, talked about the law, their legal rights and... Yeah, they're both really good trips. Yeah, after the rain, right? Yeah, after yeah. the rain, we actually... Did you have a bit of water along the way? <laughs> yeah, there were a few puddles. Yeah. We actually, like right up until the last minute, we thought we might have to cancel the trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all good. It was quite green out there. Yeah. And I guess if, you know, if you're out there and you're listening and you're wanting to know, you know, if you have anything that you think that it may not be legal, just come into the office and ask, you know, our um, civil team, they run their clinics during Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9 to 12. Um, ring up and make a booking to see one of our civil lawyers during the clinic. Um, and like I said, yeah, if you have anything, you know, you want to talk to a lawyer about, but you're unsure if it's legal or anything, pop into the office and our phone number there is 89509300. And it's across the road from Kmart, 55 Bath Street. And I might also add, feel free to get in touch if you or your community would like us to run some community legal education mm. sessions. We can bring some morning tea or afternoon tea and just come and have a chat about the law. Before we get into talking about CDP, we might just throw to a song. You're listening to the Naja Legal Show on Karma Radio. Hey, I'm Solani. And I'm Nigel. Hey, I'm Dixon. And you're listening to Karma Radio. Oh, welcome back to the Naja Legal Show on Karma Radio. Um, I'm My name is Bethany and I'm joined by Christy and Sally. Uh, we have Nicole Stobart on the phone from our, the Naja Catherine office. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to... Um, thanks for phoning in. I guess it would be great if you could just um, tell our listeners a bit about yourself. Yes, I'm a lawyer uh, working in the civil law team here at Naja in Catherine. I've been at Naja for about two years now. And before that, I was working in Kununurra at the Family and Domestic Violence Legal Service. And I'm from Melbourne originally. Oh, great. So you've been been out of Melbourne for a while now, like, yeah, like living in the years, country? Yeah, I do. I do love it up here. Mm. I did. I did an internship at Naja um, about four years ago and fell in love with Catherine. So, very glad to be living here. Ah, great, cool. Um, and so, one of the main areas that you work in is working with people around CDP-related issues. Yeah, that's right. So we, um, so we, yeah, we do a whole range of um, legal matters. Um, in our civil team, and um, so Centrelink and therefore CDP-related um, matters do form a pretty big part of our work here in the Catherine office. So, Nicole, whereabouts is the Catherine office? Uh, so the Catherine office is on the main street in Catherine, 32 Catherine Terrace. So, yeah, I mean, right next to the Shell service station and office at the Commonwealth Bank is what we always tell our clients. So we've got a lot of clients that are from Catherine, um, but also a lot of clients from communities that we travel out to in the Catherine region. Oh, which bush communities do you go to? So we do four different trips. Um, so Bullman, Beswick, Barunga, then Nuka, Numbawa, Yurupanga... Timber Creek, Yarralin, Pigeonhole and Buller, and Lajamanu, Kalkarinji and Dagaragu. Wow, it must be busy. Yeah, it is pretty busy, but we've got a we've got six lawyers in our I think six lawyers in our team. So mm. um, yeah. 
usually two lawyers on each trip and a CSO. Yeah, great. So we've talked a lot on the show in the past about the kinds of problems and legal problems that we can help people with um, at the Alice Springs office. We sort of focus on the Alice Springs office and on the Tennant Creek office, but as Karma broadcasts out into Catherine, um, mm. and we've been ne- neglecting Catherine a little bit, so that's why we wanted to have a chat about the different things that the Catherine office um, and can help with. So your civil team, what kind of issues does the civil team at Catherine help with? I know you touched on it a bit um, in our previous little segment. Yeah, so as I guess I mentioned Centrelink, but also um, housing um, problems. So where um, the Department of Housing is taking too long to fix things or um, telling people they owe them money. Uh, compensation, uh, maybe where people get hurt in a car accident or someone else hurts them. Problems with the police. So if people feel they haven't been uh, treated properly by the police, perhaps they were um, too rough or... Um, they arrested someone when they didn't have good grounds to do that. Um, health complaints, so where people are not happy with the treatment that they've received at a health clinic or at a hospital. Generally, uh, debt problems, uh, also employment concerns and discrimination. Is it best for people to ring up or do you have clinic times where people can drop in? So, yeah, if you want to talk to a lawyer, you can just give us a call or you can come to our office. If you're a new client, you usually, you'll usually usually be booked into our Tuesday morning clinic session. Yeah, we can talk to you over the phone or um, in person at our office. If you're in Catherine and you're not able to come in, we can also talk about um, meeting you at your house, if that's what you would prefer. So, Nicole, you've told us a little bit about the civil team that you're a part of, but Naja, Catherine, what other teams do you have up there? We've got a criminal team. I think there are about six lawyers in that team, um, as well as the court officers. And does the Catherine civil team do welfare cases? So child, child, like child protection, protection, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's another um, big area as well that I forgot to mention. But we don't do uh, family law. So where people come to us with family law matters, we usually refer them to another legal service. And as we often say on the show is that if you're not sure if it's a legal problem that Naja can help with and you're based in Catherine, you're based in Alice Springs, just make feel free and um, don't be afraid to just ring up and talk to our friendly reception staff and they can point you in the right direction. Yes, that's definitely true because um, it can be hard to know if something is a legal problem. So, yeah, we definitely prefer that people ask us uh, rather than not at all. So, Nicole, what's the contact number for the Catherine office? Uh, so it's 89725000 or the free call number is 1800-897-728. Great, thanks. So you've been listening to the Nigel Legal Show on Karma Radio. Uh, we're going to cut to another song and then we'll talk about CDP and Centrelink. We're from Centralia Girls Academy and you're listening to Karma Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to the Nigel Legal Show on Karma Radio and tonight we're talking about CDP and Centrelink and we've got a special guest, Nicole Stobart, from our Catherine office on the line. And we've chosen this topic because the CDP 
and Centrelink, they affect a lot of people in the Northern Territory, in Catherine, Tennant Creek and Alice Springs. We looked into it and about 80% of the people that do the CDP program are Aboriginal. And one of Naja's roles is to listen to what people around the Northern Territory, Aboriginal people, are saying about the law and how it impacts them. So we thought it would be good to talk about the CDP program and those laws and how that affects Aboriginal people in the Northern Territory. That's right, Sally, and it's really important if someone's on CDP for them to understand how it works because if they're not following what their obligations are or the things that they have to do for their CDP, then they're at risk of being cut off from their Centrelink payments. So we're going to have a chat with Nicole about what CDP is and what people need to do to not have, you know, be at risk of having mm. their payments cut off, which yeah. is really serious and tough thing yeah, to happen. I, yeah. yeah, Losing out on money to feed the family or bills, to pay the bills and stuff. So, yeah, mm. it definitely can be quite stressful for the family. So it's important stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. We also wanted to um, mention that we, yeah, that Naja listens to what people are saying on the ground and that people... Um, we have heard stories from people about problems that they're having with CDP. So we're not on here saying, yes, CDP is the best. Like we're saying that it's just important for people to understand about CDP and that um, Naja does t- bring those stories that, that they, we're hearing on the ground to government so that they know how CDP is affecting people on the ground um, and how tough it is for people if they do have their payments cut off. So I might, yeah, bring Nicole into the conversation because she's our civil law expert on CDP. I don't know if she would say that herself, but she's very knowledgeable on CDP. So can you please give us an overview of what CDP is and who has to do CDP? Yes, so CDP stands for the Community Development Program and it's the government's Work for the Dole program that exists in remote parts of Australia, so not in the cities. In the cities, the Work for the Doll program is called Job Active. And for both CDP and Job Active, the government says that the main aim of the programs is to help people get into the workforce. So CDP started on the 1st of July 2015, uh, which means it's been in place for nearly four years. And it's the CDP providers that are usually based in communities that run the program and they're different to Centrelink but they talk to Centrelink and have got a very close working relationship with Centrelink. Yeah, is it like the, you know, community shire councils and stuff like that, Nicole? Or Yeah, yeah. the shires yeah. the shires often um, have the contracts to run yeah. the program. Yeah. But it can also be Aboriginal corporations. Right. So it depends it depends on where you are and who's running the program. And so People have to do it in Aboriginal communities, but they also have to do it in town in Alice Springs. Is that the same in Catherine? Or Yeah, so you have, yeah. To, have to do it in Catherine as well. Mm-hmm. And so, Nicole, does everyone that's on Centrelink living in a remote area have to do CDP? Not necessarily everyone. First, it depends on what payment you're on. So not all payments mean that you have to do CDP, but generally if you're on New Start or Youth Allowance, you generally do have to do CDP. But... It only really applies to people that are between the ages of 18 and 49. You also have to be getting the full amount of Centrelink and not be exempt. 
So sometimes you can get an exemption from Centrelink from doing CDP if there's something going on that makes it hard for you to do activities or look for a job. Exemptions generally only really last for a certain amount of time. So depending on the reason, sometimes they can last up to about 13 weeks. But even if you don't, if you don't have an exemption, sometimes Centrelink will decide to let you do less activities rather than saying you don't need to do them at all. Also, generally, if you're sick or hurt or have a disability that would be made worse by doing activities, you shouldn't have to do them. So you're talking about activities, so that's when people go to their provider in their community and they do um, different kinds of activities. So I think I've been out and often people are doing building things like at the men's shed or they might be working in the community garden or there are some other um, examples of different activities that people that are involved in yeah. CDP? Yeah, so... Uh it, it depends on um, where you are and what sort of programs they have on offer. But, yeah, it can be things like uh, furniture making, perhaps, or gardening, sewing, doing a course. Yeah, it can, it can vary. And there's a certain amount of hours people have to do each week to comply? Yeah, or? that's right. So there's a maximum amount of hours that people can be asked to do, and that's now 20 hours per week, so 40 hours every two weeks. But as I mentioned earlier, sometimes that can be less depending on yeah your your circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does Centrelink looks at what they make a plan for each person around their CDP and how many hours is that how it works? Yeah, or? that's right. So mm. um, each person will have uh, or should have a job plan, and the job plan sort of sets out uh, what people uh, have to do to meet their, their their requirements and so as well as activities that can include things like attending a, an appointment once a month and also looking for jobs and so when your job plan is put together it should take into account what's happening in your life and whether there are things that make it hard for you to look for jobs or do your activities. And what happens if someone misses their activities that, you know, they aren't able to attend for whatever reason? Yeah, so if you can't do your activities or even if you can't do or don't do other things um, that are in your job plan, like going to an appointment, then you can get a penalty. There's different types of penalties that you can get depending on whether you miss your activity or something else. So generally missing an appointment is more serious than not showing up for your activity. For your activity, so if you do miss your activity, you can get a penalty if you don't have what's called a reasonable excuse for Mm -hmm. not attending. But even if you do have an excuse for not going to your activity, if you don't tell your provider beforehand that you can't go and you don't have a reasonable excuse, for not having told them, mm-hmm. then you can also get a penalty. And therefore, you know, just a, an important reminder for people that if you do have an excuse for not being able to go to your activity, that you tell your provider beforehand that you can't, you can't go to your activity or go to your appointment, for example. Yeah, so it is pretty important and, you know, pretty serious if you do miss an activity and stuff, I guess, huh? So you're saying penalty, what, yeah, what's, penalty, what kind of penalty? Yeah, penalty so what's a, 
Yeah. yeah so, um, so for the activities, you can uh, for missing your activities, you can get what's called a no-show, no-pay penalty. So right. this is about fifty dollars. That's basically docked from your pay for every time that you don't do your activity. And if you get three of these within six months, there is a risk that you will then get suspended, so cut off yeah. from your pay for about eight weeks. Mm. Um, but even if you are cut off, it doesn't mean that it has to, you have to be cut off for the whole eight weeks. So sometimes it can be ended early if um, you do what they call a compliance activity or um, if you're not able to do one of those compliance activities but being cut off would make it uh, really hard for you financially, then uh, maybe it can also be ended early. Just to sort of summarise what we've talked about already, so mm. if people miss their activities that, and they don't have a good reason, then they're at risk of getting a penalty, so might get some money docked off their Centrelink. But if they do have a good excuse, they need to um, let their provider know beforehand so that they have to ring up in the morning or something That's like right. that. Yeah. In, the, in the morning or if they know that next week they're going to be you know, away for some reason, then they should tell them, oh, tell their yeah. provider that, you know, that, that the week before. Great. Well, that's really important information and we might have a look at some of the reasons that you can miss your activities um, after we have a quick break. So you're listening to the Naja Legal Show and we're talking to Nicole from the Naja Catherine office and we're going to chat more about CDP and some of the reasons that Centrelink will um, allow people to miss their activities after this break. Hey mob, this is Patrick Johnson and you're listening to the legendary Karma Radio, 8kin FM. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Naja Legal Show with myself, Christy, Sally, Bethany and our special guest, Nicole from our Catherine Naja office. And we've been talking a bit about CDP and Centrelink and we're just going to go into, you know, if, if there's listeners out there that uh, have any reasons or for whatever reason miss their appointment or activities whilst doing uh, CDP, just to, yeah, get in touch with your service provider and always communicate, you know, if you're going out bush visiting family or if you've got some sorry business happening in the communities um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, looking after some kids or, you know, something urgent to come up, just always get in touch with your service provider. Um, but Nicole can also, you know, for whatever reason, we can talk about how Naja can assist if, you know, payments do get cut off and, um, yeah, in those circumstances. So, Nicole, um, yeah, do you want to just explain what we can assist with in different circumstances in that avenue? Yeah, so if people uh, do get penalties yeah. or if they are cut off from their pay, um, they do have a right to ask Centrelink to look mm -hmm. at those decisions again to see if Centrelink will change those decisions. Um, and NARJA can sometimes help people do this if we think they have a good case to say that the penalty should not have been imposed. So they had a good reason for not going to, that, to their activity because they were sick or had cultural obligations, for example, and if Centrelink does change the decision, then people can get money back for those times that they were penalised, but at the moment, people can only get their money back if they are Centrelink 
to look at those decisions within 13 weeks of being right. told about them. So that's yeah. really important. To so know. if yeah, so mm. if people do want Naja to help them. Um, it's very important that they come and talk to us as soon as possible mm -hmm. because otherwise, even if they did have a good reason and Centrelink does change change that decision, if they don't ask Centrelink to look at it again within 13 weeks, then it can be too late and you can't get the money back for those times. Even if Centrelink then doesn't change their decision, mm. um, there's always the option to then take it to the tribunal and ask the, uh, which is like a small court, and ask the tribunal to look at whether it was a right decision or the wrong decision to penalise that person. And Nicole, what kinds of things might Centrelink believe to be a good reason to miss CDP activities? I In think you said reasonable excuse. Yeah, the reasonable excuse is what they look at. So, as I said, if, if you didn't go, you have to have had a reasonable excuse to not have gone. And then if you didn't tell the provider beforehand, you have to have a good excuse or reasonable excuse uh, for not having told them. And when Centrelink thinks about whether you had a good excuse for not having told them, for example, a reasonable excuse might be things like you or a family member uh, suddenly getting really sick or having to go to hospital or you weren't able to contact the provider so you had no mobile phone and also couldn't get access to any other phone like a friend's phone or a public phone or potentially you were never told that you even had to tell the provider beforehand. Other things generally that might mean you have a reasonable excuse could be things like someone suddenly having to look after family, certain children unexpectedly or if there's someone's maybe subject to some kind of assault or somebody passes away really suddenly. Nicole's made some really good points about the fact that there is something you can do if you think Centrelink's made the wrong decision mm. and I think Sometimes people think, okay, Centrelink's made this decision, decision, that's final, but it's not. And so if you talk, speak to a lawyer they, and if you have a good reason that you've missed your activity and you have a good reason that you couldn't tell your provider about that, then the lawyer may be able to help and fight for you for Centrelink to change their decision. And if, and if Centrelink still won't change that decision, then you can take it, they lawyer might be able to take it to the tribunal. So don't feel like you're, you know, lose hope. If you've been cut off, like, make sure you speak up and talk to a lawyer at NAJA about it. So, Nicole, are there any other ways that NAJA can help people with CDP problems or questions? Yeah, so if people have health worries or are struggling to do their activities for other reasons, uh, then depending on what the situation is, NAJA might be able to help people uh, get an exemption, so say they don't have to do their activities for a certain amount of time or have the amount of hours they have to do reduced. Yeah. We might be able to do this by helping people talk to the doctors about their medical concerns or medical worries, for example, um, and help them talk to Centrelink or their provider about this. Uh, NAJA can also help people make sure they are on the right payment and then apply for a different payment if we think they should be getting or could be getting a different one. 
So sometimes people who have uh, uh, serious health problems are still on New Start when they might actually be able to be on the disability support pension and not having to do CDP. So we can help people have a have a think about that. We can also help people make complaints to they call the Commonwealth Ombudsman about CDP if they are having problems with the program. So we, we think it can often be helpful to tell the ombudsman about things like if Centrelink or the provider isn't using an interpreter when they should be using one or if someone's having trouble understanding the Centrelink or the provider and what they should be doing. Can you explain, like, the ombudsman's separate from the government, independent person that looks at complaints about government? Yes, yeah, so the ombudsman is basically that they're not on anybody's side, so they're not on the government mm. side, they're not on the, the client side, but but if people have problems with some programs that the government is making them do, for example, then you can tell the ombudsman about that and then they can look into whether the government is doing the right thing or the wrong thing. Yeah, so you, so a lawyer can, you were saying a lawyer can help if they feel like the provider's not doing the right thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and that could also include maybe the provider asking them to be doing activities that um, won't actually help them get a job or activities that should maybe actually be paid work, not an activity. Mm. So they're the kinds of things that sometimes come up. So it sounds like there's a lot of different things that Nigel can help with about CDP. And like we often say on the show and we said earlier, if people have a problem with CDP or a question with CDP and they're not sure if it's something that a lawyer can help with, it's always good to just talk to a lawyer about it and find out if they can help. So we want to encourage our listeners to speak to a lawyer if they've got a problem or a question about CDP. Um, It'd be great to hear some success stories that Naja has worked on with CDP, Nicole. Yeah, so we had a client who was having lots of problems with doing the 25 hours of activities uh, every week that he was being asked to do. He had lots of health worries and uh, not only should he not have been doing those activities, he probably should have actually been on the disability support pension and not Newstart. He had lots of difficulty talking to Centrelink and the provider too about his health worries because they weren't using an interpreter, uh, even though his first language was Creole and he only spoke very little English. He often couldn't go to his activities because of these health problems and then got lots of penalties, so $50 taken from his pay every time he didn't go. And then his payment was even completely cut off once for a month and then another time for five months. And in that time, he had to go with no payment at all. And so we talked to him about all of this and uh, realised that he probably should have should be on the disability support pension. Um, we helped him then apply for that and um, talk with the doctors and Centrelink so that that could happen. And we also asked Centrelink to look at all those times that he had the $50 taken from his pay and also the times that his pay was cut off completely. And Centrelink actually agreed with us that it was wrong 
that he um, that all these penalties, so the pay had been fifty dollars had been taken from his pay and his uh, payment was cut off, and decided to change those decisions. For some of the time, he did get him his money back because it was within that thirteen week time frame that you have to apply to uh, to Centrelink to have a decision looked at again. But for a lot of the times, unfortunately, even though Centrelink did agree that it was wrong, um, that they'd made all those decisions, he couldn't actually get the money back. But at least he got it. He did get his his money back for uh, quite a few of the times. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean, look, that's not not uncommon for you know many of our listeners and clients, you know, not having understood you know what Centrelink are trying to explain, or even just the basics, like oh look, you need to be on this payment rather than this payment. So the importance of having an interpreter to go through that with our you know listeners and our clients and stuff is. Yeah, very important. So just hearing that story, it's, look, that's what the, you know, we have to deal with, you know. So, yeah, thanks for that, Nicole. That was a good success story that, that we, you know, were able to assist with. So if, like, in the story that Nicole just told, you feel like you might be on the wrong um, kind of Centrelink payment or you feel like Centrelink's made the wrong decision, maybe they've said that you shouldn't be on disability pension and, and you think that you should and or they've made a decision to cut off your payments and you think that that's not fair you can contact Naja and speak to a lawyer and they can look at they can look at whether or not you can challenge that decision and they might be able to help you talk with Centrelink about changing their decision so if you want to contact Naja you can come into the office at 55 Bath Street. What's the address again in um, Catherine? Sorry, Nicole. It's 32 Catherine Terrace. 32 Catherine Terrace and 61 Patterson Street in Tannock Creek. And the um, phone number is 1800 636079. And the Catherine number is. 1800 897 7728. Thanks, Nicole. Um, so we might just uh, have a little break. I think that Nicole's given some really good um, information and if you do want to listen back, um, we do have the podcast up on the Karma website as well. So talk to you soon. I'm Shane McCullough. I'm Jordan Khan. We're We're from from Alice Springs and you're you're listening listening to Karma Karma Radio. Welcome back to the Nigel Legal Show on Karma Radio. I'm Sally and I'm here with Bethany and Christy and we've got Nicole from our Catherine office on the line and we've been talking about Centrelink and CDP. So I heard that there were recently some changes to CDP. What were they, Nicole? Yeah, so there were some changes and they came into effect on the 1st of March. They include that the maximum uh, amount of hours that people can be asked to do for their activities uh, went down from 25 to 20 hours per week. People should therefore, you know, be checking to see how many hours they are doing and making sure that their job plan doesn't say they still have to be doing 25 hours. Also, people can now do their activities more flexibly. So before, people usually had to do their activities every day from around 8 or 8.30 until midday and they couldn't decide if if to do their activities at other times of the day or do more hours one day and less hours another. But now the idea is that this should be possible. So people should 
therefore, you know, have, have a talk with the providers about, you know, what kind of arrangement might work best for them. And just another point is that is that CDP is now supposed to be delivered by Aboriginal um, organisations. So I think that this hasn't fully taken effect yet, but should be uh, taking effect pretty soon. So in the Catherine region, the, the Ropal Gulf Regional Council was looking after CDP for lots of communities, but I believe that it's now the Jawan Association that's taking over for some of the Eastside communities. So yeah. some quite positive like, changes, but it's still kind of early days, so make sure you that you that the, you're are actually only doing 20 hours rather than 25 because it might take a while for that to sort of roll out. That's, yeah, that's right. People should yeah just just double check to see what their what their job plans say, and if they don't say the right thing, then have a talk with their provider or come and see us if they're you know worried about it. So often when I go out to remote communities. I run community legal education with people whilst they're at their activities and sometimes I'll ask them how they find their CDP activities and I hear all different kinds of things. Some people tell me they enjoy their activities, some people not so much, some people don't like getting up so early in the morning. So it's quite varied and different people have different experiences with CDP. I guess it depends also on the community that people live in and what activities are available there. But I don't think that the CDP is a perfect system. There are some problems with it. Yeah, and we see those problems as well. And um, through talking with people, yeah, people tell us what they're struggling with or, you know, what they think could change with the program. And so Naja has done some work in the past or, and is still doing that kind of work to tell the government about the problems that we are seeing uh, with CDP, so the stories that we are hearing from people. Yeah, and we've done some big papers explaining people's stories to the government. And one of, in those papers was one of the points about how the penalties under CDP are really harsh. Get, you know, having your payments cut off, that's pretty harsh when that's your only source of income. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And having your payment cut off completely as well and having to then reapply can make make it really hard for people. And people sometimes, I think, just feel like they have to give up because it's mm. all too hard. And, I mean, definitely, you know, community members out in community, you know, Centrelink don't, aren't out there that often. Um, and then having to wait on the phones for, you know, up to an hour or two hours even or, or even longer to try and, you know, get that all their payments back on on track. So, you know, it is definitely, um, you know, a big deal out in the communities and for it, everyone, I reckon. Mm. So yeah. some of those stories of Naja's been putting yeah. in, in those submissions, those written papers to government about how it's hard on people, yeah. CDP. Oh, yeah. And for our clients where English might be their second, third, fourth language, talking to someone on the phone from Centrelink can be really hard, especially if they use difficult words and they might speak quite quickly. Uh, it can be really hard for people out in communities to speak to Centrelink. Well, that's the stories that we've heard from people. Yeah, and we've heard as well that Centrelink 
often doesn't use um, interpreters, so when they really should be using them where that's appropriate. If you're hearing that story, like, is that something that people can make a complaint um, through NAJA about too, like, if Centrelink isn't using interpreters? Yeah, definitely. That's mm. probably something we would tell the that ombudsman about that I mentioned before. And so, Nicole, one of the first things you said earlier on the show was that the government introduced the CDP program to get people ready to work and get them into jobs. But what about in like remote communities where there aren't really many jobs available? That's a definitely an issue that people often talk to us about because they have often don't have any other option but to stay on their Centrelink payment and do CDP. So, yeah, we don't necessarily see that aim of CDP working. And another major point that Naja has raised with government is that under CDP, uh, people have to do more hours of activities than people living in town. And we've raised the fact that given that 80% of people participating in CDP are Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people, this um, appears to be discriminatory given that it targets people who are predominantly Aboriginal you're getting punished to live in your own land out in remote communities, you know, by the sounds of that, doesn't it? I mean, mm. you have to work extra hours and to, you know, meet the threshold and to not get cut off or not get penalties taking your $50 out of your Centrelink. Yeah, it mm. um, doesn't sit well, doesn't it? And no. uh, quite unfair, don't you think? And, um, and yeah, very discriminatory, I think, between for Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islander people live in remote communities. And that's something that we're raising, yeah, been raising with government. And the, they've dropped, but it's like they've made this, as Nicole was saying earlier, they've dropped the hours a little bit in May, March, but it's still not the same as people in the cities. Yeah, you're getting mm. punished to live on your own community. Mm. And that's their home. They're not, people aren't going to leave. Why mm. would they come into town to have nowhere to live, to be homeless? Yeah, so CDP participants have to do activities for twice as many weeks per year compared to the people in the cities. So they have to do 52 weeks, whereas people in the cities only have to do 26 weeks. And also on CDP, you have to start doing those activities as soon as you get onto that payment, onto your Centrelink payment and not 12 months after you, mm. you get onto that payment which is the case under case for the people in the cities. So it sounds like there are a lot of problems with the CDP and we've just talked about some of them. Naja always want to hear from more people if they've got concerns about their own CDP or if they want to talk to a lawyer to get some advice. So feel free to get in touch with Naja. I'll give you our contact numbers again. In Alice Springs, it's one eight hundred six three six zero seven nine, and they're at, we're at fifty five Bath Street, opposite Kmart. And the Catherine number is one eight hundred eight nine seven seven two eight, and they're at thirty two Catherine Terrace. And Tennant Creek, they're at sixty one Patterson Street. And thanks so much, Nicole, for coming on the show. It's been great chatting to you about CDP and Centrelink. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, it's really great to hear the good work that you're doing up in Catherine around CDP, helping people um, with their complaints. Yeah, and I guess yeah. if anyone has any, you know, troubles with civil or civil matters that they want to talk to um, anyone about, pop into the Catherine office and see you, hey, Nicole? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're always, always um, yeah, here to help or to see if we can help um, yeah. anyone that wants to speak with us. Yeah, great. No worries. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you. You're listening to the Naja Legal Show. We're going to have a track now and then we're going to come back and, yeah, wrap it up and just highlight what we've been talking about. You're listening to the Naja Legal Show on Karma Radio. Um, my name's Bethany and I'm joined with, by Christy. Sally had to leave for today, but mm-hmm. she. so we'll just wrap up with a few points. Some of the great points that came up from our interview with Nicole from our Catherine office. We've been talk for those of you who've just tuned in. We've been talking about CDP and what people's obligations are if they're doing CDP. Important, an important thing about if if you do have to do CDP is to know that you'll be entering into a job plan, and what you have to do for your CDP is different depending on for each person. So mm-hmm. there, so a job plan should look at each person, what their age is, their ability to work, what caring responsibilities they have, so if they need to look after children. So, yeah, so that Centrelink should be looking at all of that when they're deciding how many hours you have to do. We had an example, like a good example of someone that spoke with Naja who had lived in a remote community, a 48-year-old woman, and she had a car accident three years ago and she had back and neck pain when she particularly when she was sitting down and when she was placed on CDP she had to do a um, sewing machine program a sewing program so that was really hard for her to do so many hours I and she mentioned this to her provider but they w- wouldn't listen to her about it so she came to Naja and spoke to Naja about it so that might be a reason where someone might be able to come into Naja and, and we can t- help that person talk to Centrelink about the fact that doing that many hours and doing that particular activity doesn't suit that person mm-hmm. and and try and organise a plan where they either maybe they're so unwell that they can't do CDP or that that they might be able to do less hours. Yeah, and I guess the important thing also is just to, if you're having difficulties, you know, doing your hours and stuff, always, you know, if you're not getting through to Centrelink, come into the office and speak to our civil lawyers. So we run our civil clinics Tuesdays and Thursdays. Ring up and make an appointment on our contact number on 89509300. And so you can make an appointment on Mondays and Tuesdays between 9am and 12 if you're unsure and if you need any assistance. Or was it Tuesdays and Thursdays? Sorry, Tuesdays <laughs> yeah. and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, Tuesdays yeah, cool. and Thursdays. Yeah, and I think we just want to also highlight that the importance when you're travelling out out of town or into other communities when you're going out for sorry business or family funerals out in the communities and stuff, always remember just to keep in contact with your service provider, as in your job network agency, and contact them before or even when you're out there because the importance of keeping in contact with them will determine on whether you're going to get cut off or not. So always be mindful if you're travelling around, uh, always keep in contact with your job network agency anyway. 
And if you have any legal issues or any legal questions that you're unsure of, always come into the office. Um, we're across the road from Kmart, 55 Bath Street. And um, yeah, come in and speak to a lawyer and you might we can give you some legal advice anyway in regards to any issues you may have. So I guess we'll just wrap it up with some general tips from Centrelink just in regards to reporting. If, for example, you've, um, you know, moved in with a partner and, um, you know, you need to change your relationship status. And then also the grannies out there are looking after their little ones. You might have, and they return back to mum and dad. You might want to, you know, update that and just let them know that the grannies have gone back. Because you can receive, continue to receive payments, but the kids aren't in your care and you can get in trouble with Centrelink. Um, I guess we also, you know, highlight if you're working and you're not reporting, um, be mindful that, you know, um, Centrelink will have these records and um, they'll question if you're continuing to receive payments. Yeah, they'll want to speak to you about that. So, yeah, just in the importance of reporting and keeping up to date with your status in whatever area that is. Yeah, yeah that's right, Christy. And so if somebody isn't letting Centrelink know about those changes, then they might be on the getting the wrong amount of money they might be getting yeah. too much money or not enough money depending mm-hmm. on what the change is so it could happen that if you're getting too much money and you didn't tell Cent- and Centrelink found out about that change that's you right. might end up getting a Centrelink debt, debt. so yeah. that's why it's so important to let Centrelink know when things are changing uh, the other part just while we're ta- on Centrelink debts is that Sometimes Centrelink does get things wrong and yep. so they might make wrong decisions. It might be a communication issue if they're not using interpreters or things like that. So if you think that you've got a debt and it might be wrong or you're just not sure why you've got a debt to Centrelink, then you can come in and the lawyer can look into it for you and make sure that it's correct and also explain to you how that came about as well. Well, I think it's been a, a good show this week. Yeah, I mean, so much information just in regards to CDP and Centrelink. There's, you know, so much information out there that everyone should definitely try and get, you know, across it all. But but if you can't, the yeah, lawyers are there right. to help as well. And <laughs> our, um, our, our CSOs as well yeah. are there to help explain and help get people's heads around all that information as well. So, yeah, you've been listening to the Naja Legal Show with Bethany and Christy. Christy. <laughs> and thanks for tuning in. You can catch us every Sunday on Karma Radio from 7 o'clock. Have a good evening. Need help with a legal problem? Or maybe you have a problem and want to know if a lawyer can help. The North Australian Aboriginal Justice Agency, Naja, empowering Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and communities across the Northern Territory by providing free legal services in a way that respects you and your culture. It's the Naja Legal Show on Karma Radio, 8 Ken FM.